It's Thursday, October 25th, 2012. I think it's going to be a big one. Hurricane Sandy threatens East Coast as new study shows increase in big hurricanes in the U.S. Koch brothers trying to kill wind industry. Judge rules keep the mutants out of the national forests. Plastic pollution now in the Arctic. The ozone hole shrinks. Plus, so if nothing else changes, um, the outlook looks pretty bad. Time's running out to see the Great Barrier Reef. Half of it has been lost in just 30 years. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Scientists have to stop trying to make Americans care about climate change with big words like carbon and human life. Okay, I'm with you so far. They have to explain that it caused a super drought which killed the corn, which was used to feed the hogs, which is causing a bacon shortage. And if you can't make Americans care about something by explaining it in terms of bacon, give up. Uh, I give up. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Des, bacon shortage aside, I know you've got a lot to report about global warming with big words like carbon and hurricanes and stuff like that. And people and things, yes. Uh, while the presidential campaign is in the final stretch, surprise, there are other things happening in the world. Some quick headlines. A federal judge has ordered the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to halt field testing of genetically modified plants on land in the nation's wildlife refuges, at least until full environmental studies can be conducted of the impact of genetically modified plants in areas that are designated to be protected for wildlife. Why would they want to have genetically modified organisms in a, a national forest? Because it's cheap to test them there. Oh, okay. Uh, what could possibly go wrong? The oil industry is trying to strangle the American wind industry. The U.S. wind industry has been forced to idle factories and lay off workers while waiting to see if Congress will renew the annual wind production tax credit that expires in December. But American Energy Alliance, an oil industry front group with ties to the billionaire Koch brothers, tells Politico that its primary goal in the lame duck session after the election will be to make renewal of the wind energy production tax credit, quote, so toxic that Republican House Speaker John Boehner can't even consider it. And that is the tax credit that essentially allows for new wind farms to be built across the U.S. Yeah, it is the main investment vehicle that has helped explode the wind industry. Thanks, Koch brothers. You rock. A Frankenstorm for Halloween? We are talking about a confluence of events here. We saw kind of a similar thing with the perfect storm in 1991. We could see something similar with this. As of airtime, it's too early to know if Hurricane Sandy, after pummeling the Caribbean, will hit the East Coast around Halloween, just one week before the presidential election, or whether it will veer out to sea. The National Hurricane Center is warning the Northeast to prepare. But the appearance of Hurricane Sandy neatly coincides with a new study recently published showing that extreme hurricanes are hitting the U.S. more frequently now than in the past. An analysis of nearly 100 years of storm surge and records show that large Katrina-sized hurricanes are now twice as likely to form off the southeast coast of the United States in warm years rather than in colder years. That's a trend they predict will increase in the future as global warming increases. And the storm we're talking about here could be potentially a superstorm. This isn't just a regular hurricane. This is a, a hurricane plus. Yeah, it could be a real biggie. 
The warming of the world's oceans is also stressing the world's coral reefs. There's no exaggeration. This, this is absolutely unassailable data. A recent survey of the Great Barrier Reef off the coast of Australia shows that half of the reef has disappeared in just the last 30 years, and the outlook is grim, says John Gunn of the Australian Institute for Marine Science here in an interview with the BBC. So if nothing else changes, um, the outlook looks pretty bad. And remember, these changes are happening before the major impacts of climate change have kicked in. The researchers say the destruction's due to stronger cyclones and warming oceans, but also a voracious starfish that eats coral. It's exploded in population in just a few years due to chemical fertilizer runoff from farms. On the other side of the world, plastic pollution is now at the North Pole. Arctic Ocean biologists in a new survey say photographic evidence shows plastic litter on the seafloor of the Arctic is rapidly increasing and becoming entangled in marine life as shipping traffic increases due to the loss of Arctic sea ice. Finally, some good news. Finally. <laughs> the ozone hole over the South Pole is the second smallest it's been in 20 years, according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. The ozone layer protects all life on Earth from the sun's deadly ultraviolet rays. The slow recovery of the ozone layer shows that the world's first international climate treaty to phase out ozone-killing chemicals is actually succeeding. It proves that it can be done. That was a cap-and-trade treaty from George Bush Sr., as I recall. Yep, it shows Republicans used to care about such things. Those were the days. For more on all of those stories and the ones we couldn't get to, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider a donation to help sponsor the Green News Report. We rely on you to stay on your public airwaves until the Koch brothers decide to strangle us. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Green News Report. <laughs>